Hey there, I'm Eric J. Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey there, everybody. I am Eric J. Olson, your host for this episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. In this podcast, we interview America's top managing partners to find out how they're running their law firms, how they're growing their law firms, and what they're doing to keep their case pipeline full. Today, I have with me John Holly. Hey, John. Hey, Eric. How are you? Fantastic. Let me tell the audience a little bit about you. John Holly is a second career lawyer and co-founder of Conscious Family Law and Mediation, a family law firm that is committed to a new way of navigating divorce one which preserves family wealth, protects children, and empowers couples to create a positive future for their families. Thanks for making the time to be on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Thank you, Eric. Well, tell us a little bit more about not only your your firm and you, but but the second career part. What's that about? <laughs> well, I was um, I started out my work in the film industry. Actually, I was uh, I was an editor for film and television for a while, and you know I th- I had a very high minded idea that I would um, be able to you know, bring bring enlightened ideas to to people through mass media. And to some degree, I did that, but it, it wasn't really my my soul's work. And uh, at that time, towards the end of that period, I, I got a divorce myself um, and then went to had the calling to go to law school and to kind of use my intellectual gifts and in, in service of helping people and came out of that process realizing that I, I knew something about the landscape of relationships and marriage and divorce and that I could I could use my my skills to help people in, in a new way. And so that was the uh, that provided the basis for creating this firm with my partner Peter in 2014. And and we have developed we've I think where we're unique is that we've really focused on our collaborative mediation process. So we're an attorney mediation, uh, it's an attorney mediated process um, where you know most of the time People don't have to hire another legal professional um, as they're navigating, you know, their prenups, their their divorce or legal separation. Okay, so so the two sides of the matter, do they work with with just you usually? Is that how it works? Yeah, typically. I mean, we we recommend that folks get um, independent legal counsel to review any final settlements that are achieved through mediation. But you know, because they're we've been able to sort of step them through all the issues, they often don't find the need to take that step. Um, but we do recommend it. Sure. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so as far as the second career, um, I'm, I'm a little intrigued because I don't think I've come across a lot of lawyers that we've interviewed for this podcast where they, they had a primary, you know, first career, and then they went back to law school. I would imagine that that is not the norm. Is that a fair assessment? No, in fact, it's it's fairly common to for folks to go the other direction. They'll go to law school, become lawyers. They're they're good writers, good storytellers, and uh, they find their way to Hollywood. And you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of TV shows and movies about lawyers and the, the legal industry. And so I think I'm one of the rare exceptions going going the yeah. other direction. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it, it's interesting you should say that because we use a lot of uh, legal writers who are uh, previous attorneys, mm-hmm. and uh, I always kind of wondered how it is they found their way into writing versus practicing. But yeah, I guess you're right. There, there, there's a, a shift in, in one direction, not so much the direction you took. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, so I would imagine that uh, when it comes to getting new clients, referrals are probably a, a big source of, of leads and new clients for you. But besides that, what are some other ways you go about getting clients? 
Well, you know, it's interesting since we started off with my first career, you know, I think the thing that I brought with me uh, from that training and professional background is a media literacy that was helpful as we were starting to educate the marketplace about who we are, what we do, and because we're, we're definitely an innovative firm. And so, um, you know, creating videos at the firm with my partner and I speaking, creating content, you know, compelling, right, content that's touching people in their sort of emotional response center, maybe. These are things that I, I'm well versed in, right, in terms of my my professional background in creating persuasive and compelling stories, right? And yeah. so using that background, I think helped us to establish early on a, a web presence and an online presence that a lot of other kind of boutique law firms maybe aren't so successful in doing. And so um, even though we didn't have a lot of marketing dollars to spend, uh, or especially early on, I think we looked pretty good, you know, just given given the things I was able to bring into the firm. And I'm pretty tech savvy um, compared, I think, to a lot of other small solo, solo lawyers or small law firms, family law firms. And so our website looked really good. Our, our web presence looked really good. And so we were able to get really strong um, uh, in terms of, and so that paid off, right? In terms of search results. And so our sort of organic uh, search results were really strong in our hometown right out of the gate. So that was a big help. So a couple of years in, we were right at about 50-50 in, in terms of like our good clients, really good prospects, good leads, finding out about us, connecting with us and becoming our clients about 50-50 in terms of word of mouth and just cold internet search. Oh, and, wow. we're, and we're still at about that today. That's really good. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, like you said, your background in, in filmmaking and storytelling, that plays a huge part. People love love to understand who it is who they're about to do business with. So that's great. Good for you. Thanks. How are you currently handling your marketing? Are you doing it in-house? you have someone you work with? We're sort of just on a precipice, I think, of, of bringing somebody in-house. We've, as I said, you know, we've been around for about seven years and for most of that time, building a business and, and growing slowly. We're at about um, 10 people right now. We've got five attorneys, three paralegals and some uh, client services uh, operations folks. And so we're just now moving from Boulder, Colorado to opening an office in Denver, which is a, a, a sort of our big brother community next to us. And so, you know, we're, we're right now making that leap into we need to we really need somebody who's kind of focused on that side of our of our business, right? Making sure that we're we're tapping into the market of people who can be served by what we're offering, so that they know about us. And and you know we've we've had people kind of on a part time basis doing that in house for us. You know maybe like our somebody that we hire to help with our our client services also is, um, you know does some marketing work for us. So we've had kind of some in-house, but not high level. You know, we've had a number of people that we've worked with um, on a consulting basis. Um, and, you know, so we've gotten a lot of info, but because I think we've been in that, in the cracks between we're a little too small to have a full ad agency, you know, contract with somebody or a full-time marketing person, but we need sophisticated marketing advisement, right? And so we've been, we've been looking at, you know, maybe a fractional CMO, chief marketing officer to help us with, guide us with strategy. Um, and I think we're about to pull the trigger on a, a, on a fellow that we've, that we've connected with that, that I think we're going to be able to work something out to bring him in, to bring him in-house so that we have that in-house strategy kind of mind and helping somebody at the wheel, basically, because we, we kind of haven't had that and we've, we're, we're now we're really hitting the place, I think, where we need that. That's great. That's great. Now, you mentioned uh, expanding to Denver. Yes. Are you going to have a physical footprint there? That's the plan. I mean, you know, right now, we're again, we're all 
we're all working remote. Um, we do have an office in Boulder that some of our folks work in, but we're not really seeing clients in person. Um, so we're we're in process to find a physical location in Denver. We that is the plan, and you know part of that is a marketing thing, right? Where even if we were to even if things were to stay entirely remote, right? Which is you know maybe a possibility. Again, we've been mm-hmm. this has been a successful model for us. We have been growing. We have not had a problem, you know, maintaining high quality service for our clients during the pandemic. But, you know, our, uh, we do have a, a firm that has been helping us with some SEO. And I talked to them, I said, well, what, from an SEO perspective, as we crack into Denver, you know, what, what would be the best approach for, in terms of doing, you know, getting a physical space, what kind of physical space, and we might want to scale up somewhat rapidly, depending on how quickly we penetrate the Denver market. So we don't want to get into something that's all too small in six months, right? Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, that definitely because the co-working spaces have really taken off too. And we're familiar with that, with that mode. And, and apparently, you know, Google knows what that is and they don't really give you a lot of credit. Um, you don't really get the, you don't really get the local search result credit if you just have a, like a temporary, like a membership at a temporary office spaces and a mailbox there, you know, they know what that is. And so you're not going to get, you're not going to get the local optimization if you do that. So that's a strong reason to be frank with you that we're looking at a more traditional, either a sublease or a full-time lease in, in office space that in Denver, so that we have that we're showing up on the map. Yeah. So I I understand what you're saying about uh, lots of different businesses using the exact same uh, address, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, Google is very smart. It it, (laughs) it knows what's going on. But I have, you know, I'm quite sure that if you have different suite numbers, and those are legitimate suite numbers that are registered with the city, then at that point, you can get the full SEO, local SEO value out of it. But yeah, it's interesting. And I I wonder if different places might that it might, you know, function differently, right? Depending mm-hmm. on kind of what the what the space, how it operates, right? But because I tend to think you're right. If you can get the little card in the mail and and establish that you have a unique, you know, thing. But you know, again, I think even if that were the case, having a bunch of businesses all at the same address might, I don't know, it seems like it maybe doesn't give you the same bang for your buck. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. Yeah, and it's one of those things where um, no one really knows exactly how Google operates, right? Uh, they, they'll give you best practices, tips and tricks, but at the end of the day, it's their own proprietary algorithm and they don't share exactly what that is. They just give you best practices. So you kind of have to read between the lines and some people will say, uh, it's not a biggie. Some people will say it is a biggie, right? But, uh, but I, I would agree with you that certainly if you have a standalone address that there is no other business there, then it's indisputable that that's a legitimate standalone business. So that can help a lot. Yeah, and what we found, you know, is that um, the pay-per-click approach, which we've tried on a couple of occasions now for periods of time, it really doesn't work for us. And I think it's because our clientele in particular is on the high end of, they're, they're on the sophisticated side of things, you know, and they they sort of know what's an ad and what's not. And in fact, in fact, being an ad on a Google search result might even kind of be some a ding against yeah. us, right? In terms of our trustworthiness. So the local organic search results are are really important in our estimation. Uh, you know, I, I completely agree with what you're talking about. We run ads here and ads, there's a place for ads for sure, but they are low trust. So like 
you use the exact words that I would use. They're, they're low trust compared to something like the local results or the organic results where Google scours the internet to find that the best match with the, the highest trust, frankly, is it's like a referral engine on steroids. But yeah, yeah I, I, I think you're, you're spot on there. And we've seen mixed results when it comes to PPC. For some firms, it works really, really well. Others, not so much. So it, it, that, that also can be hit or miss. But certainly the organic always, always hits the SEO. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what what are some things like right now that seem to be working very well for you in your marketing? Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, number of, we sort of on the, what you might call the back end side of things. We put a lot of effort into that um, for a period of time, right? Leading up to the pandemic, I was part of a leads group through BNI was the one that I was part of, which is pretty well known. And I think that helped us, you know, just get a bit more of that referral network across different professionals. That worked well for us, but, you know, an ongoing participation in that didn't, you know, didn't seem kind of worth it during the pandemic. You know, we have a regular uh, email newsletter. I think that is, that, that's something that is working for us in terms of people kind of, you know, getting a sense for us and that we're, you know, we're legitimate um, and that we have that we have things to offer that we're providing to people, you know, on a monthly basis. We also have done a, a series of underwriting campaigns with Colorado Public Radio, which is an NPR uh, affiliate here in Colorado. And that really is, um, we're on the low end of probably the budget for that, right? Like we, we don't, our ads are, you know, maybe like once a day, something like that, 15 yeah. seconds. Um, not ads, but, you know, underwriting spots for the yeah, yeah. the radio. And I'll tell you, people, it really makes an impression on at least our demographic, right? Our The people who listen to public radio are really our market. And they love hearing us on the radio. They love finding us through that source. They love supporting businesses that underwrite for public radio, you know? And it's like, I there was a client that started with us. It wasn't quite the right fit because his wife wasn't prepared to mediate. And so he let me know later, he hired another firm that under underwrote public radio. It's like, they, yeah. they, they, you yeah. know, that's where they're going for their, for the places that they trust. So that's working really well for us, at least in spurts. You know, you, you use the, the word trust again, and, and I think you're spot on, right? Because it depends on when it comes to radio. Uh, radio can work, billboards can work, newspapers can work. Uh, it is mass media, right? So you're, you're, you're kind of putting the word out there far and wide. But if, if you discriminate where you put that message, like with an NPR affiliate, yeah. then uh, yeah, it, it increases the trust factor uh, and, and it validates, right? So it validates that you are a pillar of the community, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why people would appreciate the fact that you're doing that, even though yeah. they may only hear your underwriting ad slash ad, mm -hmm. uh, you know, once every couple of days. Yeah. What about something that has, uh, has not worked recently mm -hmm that used to work very well for you. Hmm. Interesting. Um, well, I mentioned the pay-per-click never, never really worked. And we dipped our toe into Facebook ads. I, I don't feel like, I, I don't feel like that really worked either um, in terms of sourcing. And I will say that, you know, pay-per-click our first round, it did, it did source a lot of leads, but they just weren't really our, they weren't really our target clients. You know, we haven't cracked the nut on that one yet, but um, in terms of, I think your question was what did work and stopped working. I don't know that I have a great answer for you on that one. I I don't think anything that we've that we've done that has worked that we've stuck with hasn't continued to to work. Yeah. Well, it sounds like PPC kind of falls into that category, right? Like you, you've gotten clicks, you said, but they weren't, they just weren't the ideal prospects. And so, you know, we, we hear that a lot as well. And, and like I said before, it, it has a place and it can work and sometimes does. It's one of those things that maybe it's worthwhile to try for a little while, see if it works out. If not, reallocate the budget to something else. 
Yeah. You, you mentioned expanding to Denver. Where do you see yourself in say like the next two years? Do you, do you see, do you see yourself having a lot of attorneys there or kind of growing both locations or, or maybe even going somewhere else in the state? Yeah, exactly. The two year plan is to really uh, be effectively serving Colorado statewide and Denver sort of is our, is our first foray into right a satellite office. And, and we've, we've really determined that it, it does require some degree of local practitioners who are embedded in a community who are connected to other professionals, you know, other lawyers, brokers, therapists, you know, the people yeah. that in the, that we need to rely on to help our clients, right? Because we're financial analysts, we work with a lot of times. And so, and also knowing the local judges and things. So we're figuring out exactly how many physical offices we'll need. You know, Colorado has a lot of mountain towns and whether or not we'll I think we're actually going to be able to serve those folks remotely, you know, using Zoom and we won't have mm-hmm. to set up offices in every spot. So we're kind of, but I, I anticipate in the next two years, we'll, we'll figure out Denver. We'll have, you know, a handful of attorneys there and then we'll start putting an attorney in Fort Collins, an attorney in Colorado nice. Springs, you know, some of the, some of the bigger anchor points, maybe a place like Steamboat, which is a big kind of ski town up in the mountains, but it's probably big enough to host a, you know, an attorney there. That's our plan. That's awesome. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Well, if someone wants to reach out and ask a question, or maybe they have a referral for you, what is a good way to get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, the best place to start is our website. So uh, we're at ConsciousFamilyFirm.com. That's uh, a bit of a spelling test. Uh, make sure you know how to spell <laughs> Conscious. <laughs> All right, John. Well, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much. All right, everybody. If you would like to check out additional episodes like this, you can go to our website at ArrayLaw.com slash podcast. We have over 150 episodes where we interview managing partners from around the country, and they are categorized by practice area and by state, so you can find exactly what you're looking for. And if you're looking for digital marketing for your law firm, my agency is Array Digital. We focus on digital marketing for law firms. We provide websites, SEO, online advertising, and social media. John, appreciate it. Thanks so much, Eric.